0: Howdy, my friends, and uh, welcome to episode 23 of the Run Through Galatians. We're making our way through. We're cruising right along. If you have been with us the whole time, well, welcome. And hopefully this has not been excessively redundant. But again, as you probably heard me say before, if you've been a uh, listener to the podcast for long, uh, I'm redundant on purpose. I say the same things uh, over and over. And I repeat myself uh, because, yeah, Redundancy repetition, consistency. Uh, that's how we learn. That's how we uh, cement those memories in place. And so, again, one of the things that I'm trying to do as we go through the Bible in context is to recognize the context, uh, to see how one part uh, connects to the previous part and so on. And so I tend to review a lot because uh, one of the problems with listening for 10 minutes a day every day is you it's really easy to lose the flow. It's really easy to lose the context. Uh, this would happen to me oftentimes in my own study, when I'd be studying and I would read something and then I'd pick up the next day where I left off, I would oftentimes forget what I read the day before. Or preaching, you know, what, was I, what did I preach on last week? And, you know, I need to make sure that, that uh, this week fits in with last week as far as uh, the verse-by-verse verse kind of stuff that we might be talking about. So anyway, all that to say that uh, hopefully that's not too annoying to you. Hopefully you really have a grasp of it. Now, hopefully, by this point, you have a really a strong grasp on the fact that Paul is writing to the Galatians about his concern for them because they are departing from the truth and they have believed the lies of those or the false teaching of those who have come and said, you need to come under the law of Moses, you need to be circumcised, uh, etc., in order to be a Christian. And Paul has been making the arguments extensively uh, against those. And last time we talked about how he uh, he mentioned that you know when a child is living in his father's house he doesn't differ much from a slave. He doesn't rule his own life. He is under the the rule of others. Um, and yet a time comes when his father says, "You're no longer my child. You're a man now." And so then he uh, his life changes. And so he's comparing that to us before Jesus and after jesus so uh anyway he ended last time talking about you know in verse seven he says therefore you are no longer a slave but a son and if a son then an heir of god through christ and and i mentioned at the end like how we still sometimes long for the old slave life and sometimes it's those things that we used to do those old sins that that sometimes we look back fondly at you know like the the people of israel when they left egypt and they're wandering the wilderness there were those times where they complained again against moses and they said the funniest stuff because they would say oh we're back in egypt where we had onions to eat you know and they totally were forgetting about being slaves and they were forgetting about the suffering they were just remembering the pleasant things and i think wow the They must have really not liked the desert if they're longing for the old days of onions. But anyway, that to be said, we're going to pick up in verse 8. And Paul is going to share his concerns about them and the things that are drawing them away. So let's hit verse 8. He says, but then indeed, when you did not know God, you served those things, or you served those which by nature are not God's. But now after you've known God, or rather are known by God. How is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage? So how can you do this? How could you go back to these these old, your old ways? Now, what are the old ways? Well, I think what he's talking about here uh, in particular are, are religious ideas, right? They, the religious practices, those things that people do that make them feel like they're right with God. You know, I read recently about a, a well-known Hollywood actor. And it was talking about how, how devout he is in his Christianity. And I, th- and I read right away, I remember reading it going, well, that's odd because he's in some really raunchy movies. I mean, that's kind of how he, he made some of his, his, you know, he came to, to celebrity. He was through some, some raunchy stuff. Well, some of it, uh, some of his, uh his, uh, his devotion came later, but still he makes some movies that are kind of, you know, well, yeah, just yuck, you know? Anyway, as I was reading it, I came to find that when it says he's devout in his Christianity, he's a devout Catholic and he attends a mass every day before going off to work. And he said some really strange things. Like he hopes that God understands, you know, his blasphemy and such because it's his job or whatever. like, dude. <laughs> you know? But here's the thing. It's those practices that make people feel better. It makes people feel like, Hey, I'm doing, uh, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing it right. You know, it's, it's like so many people that, uh, and I'm sure you've heard this before. Those people that are Sunday Christians, right? They go and they sit in church on Sunday and then Monday, they're back to doing whatever they were doing before. I used to have a, a business where I bought and sold a lot of things and uh during my my business I was having a, a difficult time with one person in particular. Now the deal was going through on, on Facebook and when I looked at the person's Facebook profile it said that they were uh going to school to be a worship leader uh in a in church and and so I contacted them and I said, Hey, you know, I'm I'm also a Christian and I I just wanted to tell you that the way that you've been operating your your business if i was not a christian and i saw this this would be kind of a black spot on the face of christians you know because i don't remember what the exact situation was it was something like we made a we made a trade and, and the item that i sent him he he didn't like and so he wanted uh he I, I, anyway it was something where he was not going to pay me or wasn't going to give me the item that that we had agreed upon and, um, and he responded back to me that he keeps his Christianity and his business separate. And I thought, well, how strange is that? You know, how strange is that? that you can keep those two things separate, but if you're doing one as a religious exercise, right, as a, temp, a a way to fend off feelings of guilt, to give yourselves the, yourself, the, the feeling that, Hey, I'm doing things right. I'm, I'm, I'm good because I'm, I'm putting in my time. I'm doing the right rituals. You know, I've, I've taken, uh, I've, I've done my, my religious duty of the day, whatever. So, um, anyway, that's kind of what he's talking about, right? He says, um, why are you going, why are you turning back to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage? And he goes on, he says, you observe days and months and seasons and years. So, you know, again, he's he's talking about these religious observations that they used to hold to, um, probably as pagans uh, before. And so he says, "I'm afraid for you, lest you, lest I have labored in, in vain." You know, he's saying, "Look, did I come there and I and I spent the time and I did the things with you and I did all that for nothing?" Because you're going from empty pagan practices to a law that enslaves you, the law is not getting you. Is not saving you. The law is just showing you your need for a savior. You're rejecting the savior to go back to the law. You're rejecting the adoption into the you know the adoption as sons to go back to being a slave to the old law. So he says, why, you know, why, are you, why are you doing this? You know, after you've known God, well, how is it that you would turn again to the weak and beggarly elements? Why would you go back to those religious practices? Why would you go back to those religious practices striving to be right with God and trying to cover your sin, trying to uh, appease your conscience by doing all this stuff? Why would you do that? Why would you want to do that? I'm a, he says I'm afraid for you that I wasted my time, that all that time that I went that I did that you was for nothing because you've gone, you're going back to religiosity, right? Practices the practicing of rituals, traditions, the uh, the uh, the observation of certain days and years and months and all this and he's going man how is i i hope that all my time wasn't wasted in trying to set you free that you might go back and put yourself in bondage again and i think this is one of those things that we have to be careful about we have to be careful that we are in a right right walk with the lord and that we're seeking him and we're you know confessing our sin to him that we are are uh, spending time with him that we are seeking out him and desiring to please him. But it's not a matter of like, well, I got to go put in my time today. I got to go do my weekend church time to keep God off my back. You know, I've got to go, Oh, I've got to go do my Christmas and Easter uh, attendance because I got to get, you know, make sure like I get, I get God off my case and I can appease him for a little while longer, you know, or, or, Or maybe it's just the idea of, hey, I want people to see, you know, that I'm doing these things. My my pastor used to tell a story years ago uh, about a woman that he knew that had gone deaf. And she would still come to church every week, even though she couldn't hear anything. And he asked her, why are you still coming when you can't hear anything? And her response was, well, I don't want anyone to think I've gone to the other side. And I, you know, he would always tell that story. and, And I remember thinking so many times, like, how tragic is that? that she's not still coming because she's saying well yeah I can't hear but doesn't mean I can't come and worship and it doesn't mean I can't come and be with my brothers and sisters and and pray corporately and you know no it's I'm I don't want people to think something now I don't know her heart I don't know beyond that but it always kind of made me wonder you know that that statement of I I don't want people to think I've gone to the other side you know I'm concerned about the thoughts of others more than i am about coming to worship and coming to praise anyway uh hey we'll we'll continue on on this line of thought next time as uh paul goes on to say hey you know i wish you guys were like me which is kind of a strange thing to say but let's see what he says i don't see what he means oh we'll we talk next time god bless you talk to you soon